You cannot imagine if you haven't done a big thing that you've never done before in a short period of time, the power that lies within it. You grow so tremendously and the results are enormous. So get clear and go decide and do the thing. The Thinking Yourself into Exponential Results series on the podcast comes to you every Saturday morning and takes what we discuss in the Morning Mindset Club, compiles it into one easy to access recording and gives you some killer bonus content at the end that's not to be missed and only available here. So let's dive right in. Next up in the story of Dr. Gonzalez and his million dollars, he says, The next morning I arose early, went into the bathroom, read the sermon, then knelt down, knelt on my knees and asked that my sermon might come to the attention of someone who would supply the needed money. So this is important from the perspective of prayer. So most people pray over what they don't want. They are worried. They are concerned and they, they, they are in tears, they are stressed and they are energizing what they do not want. They are praying for the, not the, the count at uh, counter purposes to what they want. They, they are praying with tears and worry. Instead, effective prayer is praying, praying for what you do desire. And this is exactly what he did in this instant. He asked that his sermon might come to the attention of someone who would supply the needed money. Ask for what you want. Don't ask for what you don't want. It's such a simple rule. It's such a simple rule to live by. So today, very short and sweet, what are you going to ask for? If you closed your eyes, whether you're in bed or sitting on the couch or at the kitchen table with your cup of coffee, what if you closed your eyes, got quiet, grounded in, were present with yourself and all that is in the, this world, all the energy that is, and you just asked with a surety for what you want. That's what I've got for you today. So next up in the story with Dr. Gonzalez, he says, while I was praying, I again had that feeling of assurance that the money would be forthcoming. In my excitement, I walked out without my sermon and did not discover the oversight until I was in my pulpit and about ready to begin delivering it. Could you imagine you guys? You've spent, you know, all night up until midnight writing your sermon. You have announced it to the newspapers. You are ready to go and you realize, holy moly, I don't have my sermon. Well, the subconscious mind works in mysterious ways because get this. Let's listen to the next thing he says. It was too late to go back for my notes, and what a blessing that I couldn't go back. Instead, 
my own subconscious mind yielded the material I needed. When I arose to begin my sermon, I closed my eyes and spoke all my heart and soul of my dreams. I not only talked to my audience, but I fancy I talked also to God. I told what I would do with a million dollars if that amount were placed in my hands. I described the plan I had in mind for organizing a great educational institution where young people would learn to do practical things and at the same time develop their minds. So this is super critical, you guys. You must trust yourself. You must have faith that you're prepared. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't prepare. He prepared. He spent all the day before writing up his notes, preparing his sermon. He prepared and he was prepared. He knew the thing and then he let it move through him. He trusted it. And in doing so, he wasn't just an automatic talking parrot, if you will. He owned the material. He owned it. And this is so important for anyone who does public speaking. Let it move through you. Don't memorize it word for word. Yes, there's a time, you know, you might be doing a little um, short thing for a marketing initiative that you want to get the words exactly right and you write it out, but then you have to let it flow. And if it's a longer thing, see if you can avoid using the teleprompter, but or avoid trying to memorize everything, but own your material. Have it there, sure enough, as a little uh, just-in-case situation, but let spirit move through you. You will be so much more effective. This is something I truly had to learn as a public speaker. So, little nugget for you if that's what you're doing. In addition, think of this if you're not a public speaker. Like if you're having a big conversation with someone or if you're having a sales conversation, you know, whether it's in your business or say in your personal life, a relationship conversation, can you prepare, think it through, and then let the spirit move through you? Own the material, show up in trust and faith and see what happens. Next up in this story of Dr. Gonzalez and his million dollars, he says, when I finished and sat down, a man slowly arose from his seat about three rows from the rear and made his way toward the pulpit. I wondered what he was going to do. He came into the pulpit, extended his hand and said, Reverend, I like your sermon. I believe you can do everything you said you would if you had a million dollars. To prove that I believe in you and your sermon, if you will come to my office tomorrow morning, I will give you the million dollars. My name is Philip D. Armour. Young Gonzalez went to Mr. Armour's office and the million dollars was presented to him. With the money, he founded the Armour Institute of Technology. And... You can go look that up online. Look up Dr. Gonzalez. Look up Philip D. Armour. Look up the 
Armour Institute of Technology. Now has a different name. I can't remember that different name, but it is still in existence. So what does this teach us? Isn't that funny that that money was there all this time? It wasn't that the money wasn't there. He had waited two plus years to ask for the money. But when he did, he did it with such faith, which with such certainty, with such clarity, with such, quite frankly, divine spirit moving through him as him, that he called it in just like that. It seems miraculous. It seems like wonders never cease. Isn't that lucky that this person was in the audience that day? But nothing happens by luck. He took the actions. He was persistent. He used his imagination. He made the decision. He did all the things. He had faith. And as we continue through Think and Grow Rich, you will realize that he did all the things. So are you doing all the things? Have you claimed your big desire? Have you seen it in your mind's eye with your imagination? Are you holding it with faith? Are you being persistent? Are you making quick decisions? Are you taking action? Are you praying without worry, but with confidence? Are you trusting and acting? And are you open to receiving? So what if you took a few minutes right now and did that quick evaluation with your own goal? Scale of one to 10, how are you doing with all those things? Where could you improve? Where could you better your best? Could you have more faith? Could you take more action? Could you hold yourself publicly accountable? More, maybe at all? Take a moment and think it through. We're going to take a quick pause in the teaching to tell you about the Unstoppable Woman Income Breakthrough Summit, a powerful way to scale up and create consistent cash flow in your life and your business. We'll come right back to the teaching in less than a minute, so stick with us. The Unstoppable Woman Income Breakthrough Summit is a three-day virtual event designed to help you break through your subconscious blocks and self-sabotaging behavior that keeps you playing small and not consistently making the money you desire or achieving your big goals and delightful life. This is what I had to do when I made my big quantum leap, going from making 138 to 700K in one year then crossing the seven-figure mark. It's time for you to do the same thing. Eliminate the confusion, master your mindset, and get the exact methodology required to scale up your business and your life. Go to theunstoppablewoman.com slash summit to grab your ticket now before we sell out. I can't wait to help you experience a true income breakthrough as well. I'll see you there now. We'll get back to the teaching. Next up, Hill says, observe this important fact. He got the money within 36 hours after he reached a definite decision in his own mind to get it and decided upon a definite plan for getting it. So those are two key features. 
in this process of thinking yourself into exponential wealth, right? Definite decision and planning. So are you decided? Have you a definite plan? There was nothing new or unique about young Gonzalez's vague thinking about a million dollars and weakly hoping for it. Others before him and many since his time have had similar thoughts, but there was something very unique and different about the decision he reached on that memorable Saturday when he put his vagueness into the background and definitely said, I will get the money within a week. God seems to throw himself on the side of the man who knows exactly what he wants if he is determined to get just that. So this is the funny thing about time. It happened within a week of that decision. And yet Gonzalez had been playing it out for years. So one of the key things is taking that definitive action, deciding and taking that definitive action on your dreams. Yes, there's continuous action that you need to take. Yes, there's there's all the incremental stuff you need to do along the way. But there comes a point in time where you have to do the thing and you can't expect to win in life if you don't. So many people cause them so much angst, sadness, and regret because they don't get themselves to do the thing. You must do the thing. What is it that you're resisting? Go do that. You cannot imagine if you haven't done a big thing that you've never done before in a short period of time, the power that lies within it. You grow so tremendously and the results are enormous. So get clear and go decide and do the thing. Maybe it's not done within a week. Maybe your, your thing is, I want to make a million dollars in my business in a year. That was my thing. I decided to do it and I went for it. Now I had to stay with it, stay in persistence. And that year, that first year, I didn't make a million dollars. I made 700K, but it gave me enough of a taste of what I was capable of then then I was able to do it. Persistence is a key factor. Do not get off, uh, thrown off course. If you don't achieve your goal the first time around, you must stay persistent. Sometimes it happens like Dr. Gonzalez, where he is so aligned and clear and there's zero noise on the line. He has a direct line to God or infinite intelligence or, or all the, the energy that is And boom, just like that, the vibrational match shows up and you get exactly what you want. I've had that experience too, but I've also had the experience of of needing to put a little persistence into it. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because it doesn't happen instantaneously. Neither do you want to say that it can't happen with instant manifestation because it can Napoleon Hill says, observe that Asa Chandler and Dr. Frank Gonzalez had one characteristic in common. 
both knew the astounding truth that ideas can be transmuted into cash through the power of definite purpose plus definite plans. Well, that's pretty simple, right? Definite purpose plus definite plans. You got an idea, you want to turn it into cash, you must have a definite purpose and you must have a definite plan to go along with that. I think that's enough for today. Just think about that in relation to your own idea. Does it have, one, do you have a good idea? Do you have an idea of what you want to convert into cold hard cash? Or in our day and age, digital numbers in your bank account, right? So do you have an idea that you want to, want to transmute into cash? That's question number one, yes or no. If the answer is no, stay open, ask for an idea. Keep asking for an idea until you get an idea. Do not reject ideas that come to you as too crazy, too, too hard, too not for me. Entertain all the ideas that come to you. If you start rejecting the ideas, you cut yourself off. Not every idea is your idea, but you want to write it down and entertain it. What if it was for you? How could you use it? What would you do? How would you go about it? Play with it. Turn it over in your mind. Do not reject that beautiful idea that's come to you. The more you're open to ideas, the more will come. The more you reject them, the more you cut yourself off from the flow. So stay open. Then if you have the idea, do you have a definite purpose? What is the purpose of doing that? Is it just for your wealth? That could be some, that could be it. But generally speaking, people need to associate that wealth with a purpose behind it. I want to save the elephants. I want a more, uh, a more beautiful house. I want to move to the country. I want to send my kids to college. I want to hire a personal chef. What is the, the purpose behind it? I want to help so many more people um, stop being depressed, right? Have a better life. Maybe you're a therapist, right? Like what is your purpose for, for, converting this idea into cash. What does that cash represent? And then, so that's a yes or no. And then what is the definite plan that you have for doing that? Now, you don't need to know all the details of the how before you get started. More of the how, more of the plan will be unfolded in front of you once you get started. But do you have the basic outlines of your next steps? Today's paragraph is one of the most important in the whole book by Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Listen up. If you are one of those who believe that hard work and honesty alone will bring riches, perish the thought. It is not true. Riches, when they come in huge quantities, are never the result of hard work. Riches come if they come at all in response to definite demands 
based on the application of definite principles and not by chance or luck. Okay, so he is rejecting the idea that hard work alone, let's qualify that, hard work alone is required, or that honesty, being a noble, good, uh, kind, honest person alone will bring you riches. We have too many examples that that is not the case, and yet most of us are trapped by these ideas. And let me explain how you might be trapped by these ideas. If you think that hard work alone is what is required. Now, let me make a a statement, to a clarifying statement here. You will need to put in the work there, nothing happens without action. Dr. Gonzalez wrote that sermon. Dr. Gonzalez called the newspapers and said, I am going to preach on this and announced it far and wide. He took action. Some might say if they were in resistance to those actions or didn't want to take them or felt like they didn't have the time for them, that this was hard work. But Dr. Gonzalez did the work without making it hard. And that's the place that you need to get to. Now, there are some things that you need to learn in business that will require you to become more and they feel hard because they are causing you to move through your own limitations. Doing outreach for sales is one of them. That fear of rejection feels hard to people and they don't want to do it. Being visible in your marketing because of the fear of rejection feels hard to people. So they don't want the, they don't want to do it. Running a business has thousands of small little decisions all day long, lots of little, little tasks that add up and it can feel hard if you're in resistance to hiring a mentor to help you through it or an assistant to help you do the work, or managers to take over what you need to let go of, then it becomes hard. But if you make decisions that are in favor of what you truly want, and you get out of your own way, the action doesn't need to feel hard. Will you have to take the effort Yes. Will you be confronted by the things you don't want to do and there will be moments of hard? Yes. Do you have to love to learn the effort, love, uh, learn to love the effort? Absolutely. Do you have to fall in love with everything in your business until it's easy for you to let go of? Yes, absolutely. But this idea that you have to struggle to get ahead is not true. You must move through the blocks that you have. You must get momentum in your business. And that does require work. And sometimes that requires long hours. Now, another thing that gets in people's way here is they think it's going to be like this forever. They're going to have to put in uh, grueling hours that feel like caca for the rest of their lives. So they don't want to do the thing. They don't want to grow their business. There's a double bind there. If I do more, it's going to be more work. It's going to um, overwhelm me more. 
and that's going to stop them. There is the possibility that that's the way you do business. It doesn't have to be that way. If you work with a good mentor, and yes, this is a pitch for rich, reaching out to us and booking a consult, because if you work with someone that can help you through your own internal self-sabotage, it won't be so hard. So often my clients tell me, and that was easy. That was easy. I was just speaking to a client yesterday who was who received 200K and she was like, I set it up, I did the thing, I got the 200K. Now, that she had to move through a number of blocks over the course of months and years to get to that place. But when you do that, the money comes faster than you ever thought possible. And it wasn't hard. It was easy. And then the riches come so quickly that you don't, you you can't possibly imagine what it was like before. You're like, oh yeah, that's how it is. That's so easy. And it doesn't happen by luck or chance. This particular client took the actions, learned the skill set, showed up in a particular way, became the person who did the thing, was able to receive, didn't have the internal wonkiness, and now it's easy. And I'm super proud of her. Okay, with that, I'm Amira Alvarez, founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman. Rock it out, be unstoppable, and I'll see you in the next episode. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. So Hill says, a publisher of books which sell for a nickel. Do you remember when books sold for a nickel? I don't. This was way beyond before my time. But let's go back here. A publisher of books which sell for a nickel made a discovery that should be worth much to publishers generally. He learned that many people buy titles and not contents of books. By merely changing the name of one book that was not moving, his sales on that book jumped upward more than a million copies. The inside of the book was not changed in any way. He merely ripped off the cover bearing the title that did not sell and put a new cover with a title that had a box office value. That, as simple as it may seem, was an idea. It was imagination. There is no standard price on ideas. The creator of ideas makes his own price, and if he is smart, gets it. So let's just look at this from a tactical perspective. So here, Hill is saying, your ideas are worth millions, okay? Your idea, this publisher's idea to change the title of the book is worth millions. And Hill's own story that he tells, not in this book, but um, uh, elsewhere, of what it took to come up with a great title for this book is incredibly important for those of you who are in business and selling things. I don't care if you 
consider yourself in business. If you're a script writer, you're in business. You still have to sell the title of the movie to someone. It needs to have a hook. It needs to get their imagination going. And Hill did that with the name of this book, Think and Grow Rich. That, that's a box office uh, marquee title. So for you, think about where you have to work on your ideas and your titles from a tactical perspective. My team and I spend an inordinate amount of time thinking about subject lines for our emails because we want you to open our emails and get that content. We think about the titles of our programs, the titles of our events, and you want to be doing this too because you want to be sparking people's imagination. Now, you want to back that up with incredibly good pro- an incredibly good product or service. It can't all be flash in the pan, uh, bright lights, if you will, all just um, pretty words. That is not being an integrity. But you do want to think about this. How can you spark someone else's imagination? And here we're talking about the words to do so. So for yourself today, think about that. Where do you, you, excuse me, where do you use words in your life and your business? Whether it's in a relationship conversation, whether it's talking to your kids, whether it's talking to your business partner, whether it's sending an email to your boss, whether it's sending an email to your clients, think about how you can use words to spark other people's imagination and help you create your life and dream the way you want it to be and execute on it. Because you do need other people. You want them on your side. How can you help them spark their imagination and have that help you have more life as well? For the bonus content for this episode, I want to go back to something we discussed at the beginning of this episode, which is the concept of prayer and how most people pray over what they don't want instead of what they do want. They go into worry. They start ruminating over all the things that could go wrong or that are going wrong, and they place their energy and their intention and their thought there instead of on what they do want, which is at counter purposes to creating what you desire, period and full stop. Where you put your thought, where you put your energy is where you will direct your action. And it's important to see when you're doing this and how you're doing this. And it's also important to to ask yourself, why is it so hard for us to envision what we actually do want. Why does our mind keep going to the images and ideas of what's not working, what's wrong, what the other person isn't doing, isn't doing right, how they're not showing up in the way that we want them to? Why is it so difficult to focus on what you actually do desire? Because most people pray for what they don't want, meaning they put their thought, their energy, their emotions, on the problem, but not in a problem-solving way, but in a, this is happening to me, 
Why, 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 why? Complain, complain, complain. Frustration, disempowerment. The world is happening to me, not for me. All of that. We go there and we don't even realize it half the time that that is where our minds go. When I am working with my clients in the immersion program where I'm talking to them every day and getting into the nitty gritty of how their thinking is actually happening on the, the, the microcosm granule level, it's so consistent, this idea that people are putting their minds on what they don't want. I see it over and over again and we have to shift to what we do actually desire. This is one of the things that I really had to do when I started going for bigger goals because your mind goes into that denial phase. Can't happen. It, what about all these problems that could come at me? And there is a way in which we don't want to be an ostrich with our head in the sand and not be looking at potential pitfalls or problems or things like, like that. However, are you looking at them in a ruminating, I'm just going to worry about them way, or are you going to look at them in a problem solving way? One works, one doesn't work. Okay. So we go there and we're hooked on the problem instead of the solution. And fundamentally, this is about our internal set point. We have an identity, a self image that determines how good life can be for us, how much good we are allowed to experience. We are someone who exists at the set point. That's so important for you to realize. And it's a set point of only so much happiness, only so much joy, only so much delight. Now we know consciously, intellectually, that it can be so much more than that. And we desire more. We don't like it when we're not feeling good or great or ecstatic. We're always in pursuit of that because it feels good. It's pleasurable. Yet consciously, we know this, but this subconscious program, this set point locks you in at a level that you locked in when you were very young and it narrows your experience, has you focusing habitually on the problem to keep you at the level of the problem. This is not how to scale your life or your business because both life, both business, there, there's going to be problems. You're going to have problems in your career. You're going to have problems scaling your business. You're going to have problems in your life. But if you consistently, habitually focus on the problem, you stay at the level of the problem. So it takes repeated conscious choice to focus on what you do want consistently. This is a small but mighty practice that will turn things around for you right quick if you stick with it. Shift to thinking about what you do want. If you need to problem solve, go do that. Don't delay. Once the solution is in place, shift then to your desire. Once you have the solution, you've solved that problem, all good, no need to worry now. There was no need to worry in the beginning, you just needed to solve the problem, okay? Come up with that solution, put it in play, now focus on what you do want. Keep your attention there. Because worry is negative faith. It's unnecessary and it's actually detrimental. So instead, put your attention on where you're going, where you want to go, not where you don't want to be. Okay, 
With that, I'm Amira Alvarez, founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman. Rock it out, be unstoppable, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us and for being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. This special series is a part of our Morning Mindset Club and comes to you here on the podcast every Saturday morning. If you'd like to join the Morning Mindset Club at no charge, you won't have to wait a whole week and can listen to this series in short daily snippets every morning. Plus, you'll get a quick implementation practice and mastery check-in to go along with it. You can find the Morning Mindset Club info in the show notes below or just head over to the unstoppablewoman.com slash mindset club. And as always, please share this podcast with two or three women who are ready for exponential growth and exponential wealth. And if you're game, we always appreciate a review on iTunes. That really helps us reach and elevate more women. Thanks so much and be unstoppable.